Hey, good evening, and welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. Now your host, Ace. Welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast. We got Ace and Malik. We're breaking down the FIBA World Cup, a.k.a. the World Basketball Championships. FIBA's trying to get their fingers into this and make some money. And we're trying to make some money on these sports books. FIBA World Basketball Cup, World Basketball Championships. Y'all remember, the last time we went out there, uh, we lost cool part about this team is they got to qualify for this tournament because Langston Galloway, former New York Nick, carried the team through. He was dropping like 26 a game and won these games that uh, the NBA players didn't want to play. So he had a nice little career and run in the league. And he got to go represent for the U.S. who are overwhelming favorites to win it all, followed by Canada, France, and then Australia at plus 1,000. Malik. Are there any teams you have seen play in the past, I'd say, two weeks when we were watching the uh, exhibition games between the U.S., Germany, Spain, Puerto Rico? Anybody you've seen that stood out to you? Well, um, I watched all of the U.S. qualifying game. Germany gave them a real game. Like, Germany really, you know, surprisingly, Germany put the – they had them down 16, I believe, in the first half. They did. Um and they, to me, they um, they exposed a glaring weakness on the USA team, which I think I don't think it's 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 not. I mean, it's not a it's not a secret. The USA team is very small. It's not a big team in the least bit. Their starting center is um, uh, Jaron Jackson Jr., and their backup has been thus far the backup that Steve Kerr has been putting out there is Paolo Boncaro who is, you know, 6'10", but he's not a big guy, you know. So um, they've been – the U.S. team has been playing against, like, even when they played uh, Spain? Was it Spain? Um, when they played Spain in yeah, Spain, Spain. Spain has some size, too. And Spain has some size. Germany has some size. So teams that have size, I think, are going to give the U.S. trouble. Um, but it seems like like Steve Kerr and the and the coaching staff is is heavily committed to the small ball play, um, and they don't care, right? Yeah. They just don't give it to him at all. They're perfectly fine with not having a big you know a big presence on the team, um, and they'll just go smaller um, and and go smaller and faster and run more and shoot more threes, and that seems to be and it, it seems to be working, right? It's not to say that it's not working. It seems to be working for them. Um, them yeah, so. We'll see. I mean, I, I the thing that worries me is obviously a single game elimination, right? So the thing that worries me about it is is just if you run into that team that's got a dominant big, like you mentioned before we started recording, you mentioned um, the Serbs. Um, oh yeah, they don't. Be in you know, <clears throat> right? But the Serbs don't have Jokic playing with them. Um, Greece, they don't have, but they don't have you know uh, Greek freak, you know. So my feeling is like if they ran into a, a team that has a super talented big that could dominate, get guys like Jaron Jackson in foul trouble, and because the because FIBA is clearly, you know, the, the referees, the refing in FIBA is absolutely horrendous. Um, and there's one less foul uh, that 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 the, that the team has 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 advantage of. Yeah, that game it's against just, um, was it? I think it was Spain with like Nando Decolo was like celebrating with the ref. Yeah, and then yeah, they came it's, back it's, into the game, and I was like, "Yo, what is going on right now?" It's 
it's ridiculous how corrupt that is. <laughs> how corrupt it looks. It may not even be corrupt, but it just looks really bad. Um, I say this: I, I didn't see much of Canada. I don't think the US, the U.S. didn't play Canada during the qualifiers, but um, and I didn't see much of Canada. But I had heard that they were doing really well, and Shea Gilders Alexander was like lighting it up. Um, sucks that um, Jamal Murray's not going to be played though. So um, I still think it's the U.S.'s to lose, but I would not put it past um, France, Australia, Germany, Spain, any of those teams to you know dethrone them to 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 knock them out and put them in the medal. I think it's I think it's pretty safe. That the U.S. will get to the medal. I yeah, think they're going to make the medal round. What did shock me was I didn't know that Dwight Powell was Canadian. I didn't Center, know. I didn't know he was yeah. Canadian until I started looking at the team and I saw them play one game because it was on ESPN Plus. And I was like, "Wait, Dwight Powell?" And then I knew about Dort. I knew about Brooks. They have the most NBA-heavy team of actual veterans, and these guys have been playing and practicing with each other for the past mm-hmm. year. So, like. I see why they're plus 900. If they're and not of course, playing our, the U.S. Guy. title game, I, yeah, R.J. Barrett. Yeah, and he's and he's been playing well. He, you know one thing about him? He's been playing like, with that's them really since, interesting. Like, 16 and under team. Yeah, and his game is is heavily tailored towards the FIBA game. Um, You know, I think you see him playing, he just seems more comfortable when you say I did see I did see some highlights of him and he just looks way more comfortable playing in FIBA than he does playing in the NBA. And that may just be a result of the NBA being so heavily shooting shoot shooting focused. And he, you know that they clogged the lane a lot more in the NBA too. Yeah, he, he gets to be more physical in FIBA. And he gets to play with that physicality to a to a level that in the NBA it's a little bit frowned upon um, because they want you, you know, chucking up threes and he's not a great three-point shooter. So um, yeah. But yeah, the, the, the Canadian team does look really good. The only team that uh, I think legitimately has a, like a super long shot at making it to the medal round is potentially Greece and Slovenia. Slovenia is plus 1600. I believe they're going to win their group. I think they're favored to do that. I haven't looked at the group odds yet, but be honest. But they're plus 1,600 to win it all, which means I would probably I would probably bet them to come in third because just to get by Spain, Serbia, Australia, France, and Canada would be a great feat for them. And they have Luca, And with Luca, anything's kind of possible. You know, he was he, they kind of shut him down at the end of the season. So he's been resting for a couple of months. And I like the fact that he's willing to play in this because of all of the games that he had in the uh, Tokyo games, those Olympics, he was lighting it up. Mm-hmm. He's actually the favorite. The, my favorite is the scoring leader in terms of the whole FIBA World Cup. Luka Doncic and SGA are tied at plus 350 to lead the um, tournament points. You know, so, and also I mentioned Slovenia, I believe Bogdanovic, I don't know if he's playing for the Serbian team or the Slovenian team, but I believe he's playing for Serbia. So they do still have like a great score on him because this is a guy who's averaging 18, 19 points for the Hawks who can easily come in and just drop some buckets. So mm-hmm. Germany's team is kind of young. They got Schroeder. They got Wagner, they got the Wagner brothers. So I'm not going to sweep on them. Spain, I just have less faith in, but they're a tough team. They're going to slow you down and kind of – they're going to pound the ball into the middle. I can't even believe Jalen Brunson is on here to lead 
the team in points or the lead the tournament in points. That's just throwing your money away. The only person outside of Anthony Edwards that's shot at that for the U.S. is England. Because if he gets hot, I don't think anybody's stopping him. But you're right about the U.S. playing a lot of, like, small ball. But it's a lot of, like, they have, like, five stretch fours, which I think actually helps right. in the in the tournament like this because you're going to have to kind of pick your poison with who you're going to try to guard. You have a bunch of – you have five guys on the team that are essentially, you know, mini KDs. And I don't mean mini in terms of the height, but I mean uh, a little bit because none of them are seven feet. But I mean mini in terms of the talent and ability to take over the game. And you still got Ann Edwards who's out there. Doing his uh, doing his thing and becoming a superstar. Yeah, I I love the I mean I love the, the I I like the, the the starting lineup is interesting too right the U.S. starting lineup is Brunson, um, the other kid from Villanova, um, Bridges, um, oh, Bridges and Edwards. Nice. It's really yeah. letting me know how good he is and how the Nets the Nets fans should be lucky to have that dude. Yeah. Um. Edwards, um, what's the guy? Uh, uh, Jaron Jackson, and I can't remember who the who who the four is. It Brandon Ingram, I think it's Brandon Ingram. Um, yeah, he's got to play better defense because if he does, they're going to be unstoppable. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just it's just really interesting how how this team is. Like this isn't even it's it's really interesting how this is the USA national team and. Are any of these guys were any of these guys starters in the in the in the in the, in the all in the NBA All Star game? I don't think so. That's crazy that you mentioned that, but you know what? The only one that I can think of might have. I think Jan, was Jaron Jackson a starter? No, he wasn't a starter in the West. There's no way he could have been. And you know who no. would have been on this team? John Morant, old Jamel Morant, would have been on That's here true. had not the incident happened, and it would have been him at the point. And there's he could have played if he wanted to, depending on how far his team went. But he could have mm-hmm. played if he wanted to, had that second incident not happened. And that would have made us forgot about all of the foolishness that happened during the regular season. That would have been great PR for him because he would have came out here and balled and tore Luca and Brazil and Greece and all of these teams up. He would have came out here in schools and schooled them and, and given um, Schroeder the business after getting knocked out in the playoffs by the Lakers or eh, actually Golden State, but either way. Well, yeah, yeah. Curry's never played for Team USA. No, that's why I think that's why I think people people think that he's going to play next year um, in the in the Olympics because, well, Curry's the coach, right? <laughs> um, but also because this is like probably his last opportunity to play if he if he so chooses to play. I'm genuinely shocked he didn't step up in 2016 and go to Brazil, or at least go to Tokyo when everything was kind of controlled because. He was already in the bubble, so and he wasn't hurt, so he could have done that easily. The only yeah, thing, the only thing that the U.S. needs, I really think they should have given uh, Mitchell Robinson a chance to come in and play center, because I think he would have worked real well with this team, and it would have helped out defensively. It would have given him one guy off the bench they could go to that could block shots. It's not going to take up too many touches, and he would have just shared the ball, and he would have been happy to be there, and he would have just been. Not just clocking a lane, but he would have been throwing shots and getting boards easy. Yeah, um, yeah. This the team is oddly built. I, I, I'm. I think one of the major things that I'm major of the questions that I'm having is like, what members of this current team have a legitimate shot of being on the national team that goes to the Olympics in in France, um, in you know next year? Um, maybe Edwards. 
I don't think, I mean, as much as I love, as much as you, you know, you guys are listening, you know, we love, we love our Knicks. So we love Jalen Brunson. I don't think he's going, <laughs> um, he might, you know, but I think if Curry decides he wants to go, that's pretty much his spot. Um, that's fair. so yeah, it's just, I just look at this team and I wonder like how many of these guys are actually going to go to, to France next year. And like, I think honestly, I think Banchero has a real shot at doing it. And I think Halliburton has a real shot at doing it. He could be the second guard because even if Curry plays, you're going to need someone else. And it's going to be, it's going to be a choice between Brunson or Halliburton. And I know I'm a Knicks fan, but Halliburton has been doing his thing. Like Brunson's been leading the team. I know who's not going to be on the next one. Josh Hart and Cam Johnson. Yeah. Walker Kessler. He's yeah. Walker Kessler is, is the, is the only real center on the team. That's why I kept thinking. Yes. He was a rookie. Yep. Yep. Cam Johnson won't be there again. Bobby Portis won't be there again. It's going to be Ann Edwards, and I think Mikhail Bridges can make it easy. Because who else like, is going to come and, and take their spot? Yeah, like how did – I mean, I like Bobby Portis, like on the Bucks. I think he's a good – I think he's a solid <laughs> player. This is not sound like a compliment at all. But it's just – I'm just curious. I'm like, how did – when I saw him, when I see him come on the floor, I'm like, how – how was he selected? Like, like, what was the criteria where you got to Bobby Portis and was like, that's hey, the man. guy? He was out there. He's doing his thing. You yeah. got to have 12 guys on the team, right? You need some more size. He's another yeah. stretch four. You can't have too many stretch fours if this is how you're going to play. You got Ingram, yeah. you got Jackson, you got, you know, Cam Johnson, Kessler, Portis, and then you got Reeves. So you're going to have to load up on forwards. And you got Banchero. So you can use as many 6'9", or 6'8", to 6'10", 6'11", dudes out there. Just move yeah. the ball around. The only team that scares um, me is France, honestly. I mean, after what Germany did, I would say, after what Germany did in the first in that first game, I would say they have a legitimate. I would say, like, if they just learn how to, it felt like they gave up, right? Or, or like they stopped pressing the gas. They got tight when the U.S. started coming back, um, and they really just kind of left it. But they they could have won that game. Um, also shout out to Austin Reeves. He's been a really good addition to this team. He's been really he's been good open. on this team. Yeah, he's been he's been really good. And he's justifying that contract. Cause I remember thinking to myself, why did the Lakers give him that much money? And like, nope, he's legit. He, he's a he's the real deal. He is, you know, if there's a big three in in LA, he's the third wheel. Like he is the third leg of that big three. You know, they're after gonna need him to step up. They're gonna need him to step up. And, and it looks like he can do it. The first round games are, listen, Friday and Saturday, August 25th, August 26th. We recorded this the day before. We're going to release this in the morning for y'all so you can listen on this the way you work. Or if you're working from home like me tomorrow, you know, you can check out the odds, listen to what we got to say. Um, two big games, I think, tomorrow that people aren't really going to be looking for because the U.S. isn't playing. Canada versus France at 930 in the morning. That's going to be the game to watch. I'll now, be watching that game. In terms of betting on it, not me. So you probably want to get these in tonight because the first game is at 4 a.m. Angola, Italy. I'm going to take Angola. They're the best team out of Africa. They've been making it to the Olympics since 1992. Surprisingly, even though they have very few NBA players, I think they only have one. Um, not Santi Aldana. He's from, I think he's from Turkey. But I believe they have one guy, Bruno. 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 I can't even remember his name. 
Bruno something. He's a power forward, plays for the Rockets. And Finland versus Australia. Australia's money. That money line is going to be dumb low. I'm going to lean on that. And DR versus the Philippines at 8 a.m. I'm probably going to watch that when I get up. I want to see how good – I want to see how DR can uh, take on one of the host nations. Because basically the Philippines are playing in front of their home crowd. And they're going to be going bananas in that stadium. That's going to be fun to watch. And they got a couple of NBA players on their squad as well. The U.S. doesn't play until – I think it's uh, Saturday. And they give them the prime spot U.S. time. It's going to be 8.30 p.m. over there and 8.30 a.m. over here, which works out nicely. U.S. versus New Zealand. And I think that's just barbecue chicken right there, as Shaq would say. Um, Ain't no way New Zealand is going to be able to hang with us. Steven Adams is going to have to drop 60 to keep them in that game. (laughs) I can't even tell you who else is on that team. But I do know that they're going to do that haka. And the U.S. is going to, you know, just look at that and be like, what is going on right now? And Slovenia versus Venezuela. I don't know if I'm going to get up that early. I may have to uh, DVR that game on Saturday, but that's coming on at 7.30 right before the U.S. game, an hour before that, because that's when Luca's going to be balling. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. I mean, love watching Luca because he just he just walks out on these in these games and just drops 50. And he's just like, all right, you know, let me just give y'all a quick 50 on this. Like, I... I it's it's so fascinating to watch him play. And he's lost a little bit of weight. Like he looks like he's in a little bit better shape, you know, now going into this. So yeah, he's he's the one to 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 pay attention to um in terms because like you said, you know, as good as this US team might be, they don't have a Luca on this team, right? Um he can walk out there. Edwards. Yeah. He can walk out there and give them give him 40 and, and give him 40 and like without breaking yeah. a sweat. Um, although I do feel good about like, you know, put Mikael Bridges on him, you know, give him Mikael Bridges, a heavy dose of Bridges, you know, and, and Johnson, you know, that's, that'll be enough to, you know, get on his nerves a little bit. Um, and then, you know, Brunson, obviously playing against his team, his former teammate. I'm sure that'll, that'll give him a little bit of uh, energy to energy to, to get that done. So, um, but yeah, Luca's Luca's a show. If you watch people bad, like if you watch people basketball at all, yeah. uh, Luca is Luca is an absolute show, and it's, it's it's fun to watch him. These last twenty years, I know it's twenty twenty three, but these last twenty years since that two thousand two, or really that two thousand Olympics and the two thousand two World Championship, it's actually gotten super duper competitive. Like mm-hmm. the fact that other teams have won a gold medal in the World Championships while the U.S. was there, I mean. You know, we sent our, like, D, D team, and the only person who was an all-star was Kemba Walker, and he was playing with, like, dudes that was in the NBA, but, like, they just showed up and, like, all right, let's go win after a week and a half of practice. And it just wasn't going to go like that because Argentina had a squad, and they also had, you know, an NBA Hall of Famer and managed nobly. Like, it just wasn't going to go the way you thought it was going to go. It's going to be real interesting to see this. Um, I did not also realize that Carl Anthony Towns is playing for DR. Mm-hmm. So let's see if he could go for 60 and let's see how many outside shots he's going to hit. I am going to take a flyer on him to be the highest scoring player in the tournament because if he can get DR into the middle round, because they got a pretty easy group. Carl Anthony Towns, I think, could put up like 40, 50 a game. He's going to be getting double doubles every single one. So on those prop bets, I'm going to be leaning on him. Lloyd Markinen, I would steer clear ahead because they're going to get the ball out of his hands because he can't handle a rock. 
And the, the fact you can be more physical in FIBA, they're going to try to push him around a lot. Yeah. And aside from that, I think Josh Giddy is probably the last player I want to see, see what he could do for Australia. Because he's going to be their star. He's the only other young dude. Like, it's going to be, I hope Canada gets a chance to go against Australia because that would be cool to see him go against his teammate as it was fighting for the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, obviously, we're rooting for the U.S. But what was you going to say? No, I say, I'll tell you the one thing I don't want to see as a Nick fan, and I think all Nick fans don't want to see is, is Evan Fournier, uh, Evan Fournier light, lighting up lighting up the scoreboards. That that would bother me to no end, you know. Um, he single-handedly comes out and just shuts especially down if he, That would be hilarious. If, if he, like, if, 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 we, right. if we get France in the medal round and he, like, drops, you know, 28 on us, like, that... That would bother me to my core. Makes them like <laughs> so, a super tough out. You'd be like, oh, so Tibbs really don't know how to coach. Oh, okay. And, I, I get and it. He's, and he's been impressive in in he's yeah. been a, a you know an impressive score, impressive player in you know FIBA. So it wouldn't even be surprising if he did it. Isn't Emmanuel Moutier playing for France? And also um uh, Moutier's man. there, Gobert's Moutier. on that team. Um, yeah, but no, I'm just talking about former next. Moutier's oh, on oh, that team. And also Nil- um, Nilakina? Nilakina. Yeah, Nilakina. I, I think Nilakina's hurt. Nilakina's hurt. He, okay. I think he's hurt. I don't think he's actually going to play. All right. Um, yeah. I got to be honest. I have no idea who else is on the Greece team aside from Giannis. And that's terrible because I actually did watch them play in the last um, in the Olympics and in the World Championships. Uh, although, Antetokounmpo, Giannis is sitting out. So maybe one of his brothers is going to play. I don't know. Um, I know they got some guys. They got a really good team in the uh, Euro League. I, I got to be. I haven't been following it, but we will see. We will see. But the U.S. is overwhelming favorites, and obviously I see why. If they actually drop a game in group play, I would jump on them to win it all still, because that might actually even out the odds. So yeah. You get about like minus one ten, so you get a little bit more for your more bang for your buck. But I would. I'm, I'm actually going to look at DR to qualify because they're plus 10,000 to win it all. And I, I know it's a, I know it's a super long shot. I don't know if Horford's going to play, but if they have Horford and Towns, who knows? Who knows what might happen? All right. You got anything else? Are we out? No, I just, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I just can't wait. Shout out to, shout out to FIBA, man. You know, interesting, interesting basketball, interesting to be able to watch basketball in the summertime when typically this is like the dead zone for the NBA and players are, you know, just, just off doing whatever they're doing and doing IG videos and stuff like that. It's actually cool to watch, to watch a team of, you know, young basketball players go out there, do their thing and represent the country. So shout out to FIBA for, for the tournament and shout out to the U S men's team for, uh, you know, putting it together. This is a lot of the young, it's, it's interesting that um, I know somebody was, I had seen a post recently, about like you know how in in the nba there's this there's always this like this shift of um who the leaders of the league are at one point they carry the league and then you know eventually eventually this young crop comes in right and so you now you've got right now you've got lebron um you know carmelo's retired wage retired but like that lebron group yeah guys yeah you know, Curry. um, 
even like Curry, Draymond, AD. like the, the Warriors, yeah. AD, all of those guys. And now you've got this wave of, you know, which you, you think you would think that the the overwhelming, I guess, favorite is like Tatum to be like the leader of this whole thing because, yeah. you know, of who he is. But um, you've got guys like on oh, this team, you know, you've got guys like Booker. Edwards, Booker, um, you know, Halliburton, um, you know, these guys who are young, up and coming, up and coming stars. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting to see the the shift and now that dynamic is working now. So it's just cool. And shout out to Grant Hill. Yeah. Shout man. out to Grant Hill. He was getting a chance to run this. I like how he's doing yeah. it. He's not making guys make that commitment anymore for like four, three, four years. He's letting them, you know, come in in the summer and like commit to do it because he understands they're trying to make that money. That's why yeah. people were surprised Reeves was on the team until he got that contract and they were like, they're going to work it out. The Lakers want him to be there. Next thing you know, he pulls up, he's got 50 mil. So, yeah, you will be enjoying Japan. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Grant's definitely running this differently than than how I've heard that it's been run in the past. And um, it's led to some great uh, camaraderie from the team, but just great overall, um, you know, feelings from the from the players, which may help lead them to have you know a better turnout for Tokyo for Japan next year I mean for France next year yeah also the and coaching staff is crazy like the coaching staff is like Steve Kerr Tyron Lou Eric Spolstra Quinn Snyder like like that's four damn good coaches um running your running your basketball squad so he's got an all-star coaching coaching group I'll tell you that much yeah, and I, you know what? The only thing I'm trying to um, – oh, I'm trying to figure out if Bowl Bowl is going to play for South Sudan. I don't know. But if he does, I'm genuinely interested to see how he does with them because they were – they're the highest, you know, out of all the teams with the super high odds, obviously. Cote d'Ivoire, Angola, Egypt, South Sudan, Jordan, and Cape Verde. So that's how they did all of the African teams. Nigeria didn't qualify, which kind of shocked me. Because they got a lot of dudes in the NBA and they got, you know, they qualified for the Tokyo Olympics. So I'm a little bit shy for that. But I want to see what Bowl Bowl does if he plays for the South Sudan team. I think he may. I'm not sure. But that's just something I want to throw out there for all the NBA fans who still think this guy is a shot of making it in the league. Although I don't see him getting significant minutes because once um, he was on, I think he's still on Orlando. He signed with somebody recently. No, he Still got he league. got caught by Orlando. I think he signed with did he signed with Phoenix. Um. Yeah, who he signed with? He, yeah, he signed with Phoenix. Phoenix, they're gonna need him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, and I'm I don't sure. and I don't see him as listed on the roster for South Sudan, so he, he might not be playing That's with them. All right. I was hoping he'd get a chance to go over there and ball out for that. Because he was born over there, but he's been in Kansas City since he was like a little kid. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't see him having a chance to make the U.S. team. But there's a lot going on politically with Sudan and everything over there. So hopefully this brings them some joy with everything that's going on over there. And that would be it for us. Uh, shout out to Latvia. Good luck. Chris Stapps ain't playing. So I don't know about that. Um, the only other team... I'm not really checking for anybody else, but shout out to Angola, shout out to Brazil, and obviously shout out to the U.S. We coming through this and we're going to win. Minus 125 plus 10,000 for DR. DR's got to qualify. 
Come on. Harlan <laughs> three times got to put on his feet. That would be beautiful. Um, shout out to them, and we out. Peace.